So we're here today in Miami Beach at the Anatomy Gym. And you know, what we do with all our episodes and all in Miami is usually it's about Will, Jade and myself doing real estate or not doing real estate. We wanted to go a little different route today. And something that's really, really near and dear to our heart is mental health awareness. And so this episode is about that. We're gonna be interviewing nine people and their different stories, and we're gonna be sharing that with you today. Hope you enjoy the episode. My story is about trauma and revolves around sexual abuse. Man, when I wasn't sober, I uh, would wake up in the morning, I just wanted to die. What was sad was like looking in the mirror at 20 years old and thinking I have no life ahead of me. My late husband just passed away in September. He was a firefighter paramedic. My mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. I was not excited to go to work. I did not feel joy entering a patient's room. I had an amazing mother who had some challenging parts of life and she actually tried to end her life a couple times. I've had seven friends commit suicide. All of a sudden, you're one of them that wants to commit suicide. We're talking about our, our plans for the upcoming week. And on Monday, my friend calls me and tell, tells me that him and his wife committed suicide and they had a daughter. So, um, it's tough. You know, his own father was also a firefighter who also committed suicide four months before he did. I had started about two years old. It went up until I was about eight. The thoughts, the negative thoughts and the trauma and everything just made it hard for me to function as a human being. People say like, oh, but what did you lose? You know, you didn't have much. And it's like, no, I had, I had me. That shapes who you are, there's no doubt about it. You grow up not feeling like you're standing on any kind of firm ground. And you realize at age 12 that you're pretty much the one in charge. Paramedics and firefighters are twice as likely to die from suicide than on the job. We take home a lot of emotions from our patients. And oftentimes I can now look backwards and say that maybe I wasn't very present to their needs. Knowing that, it makes me extremely sensitive to my surroundings and the people around me. Imagine how bad it is for those that are living still. And I heard that and I thought about my nieces. I thought about my parents. I thought about everyone. I said to myself, I'm, I want to live 100%. You know, I'm all in on life. I also had a dear friend who took his own life. We look back and think that, you know, we could have done possibly something just to listen, help alleviate some of that stress and anxiety and the pressure that he was going through. I knew that I needed to do something different with my life. I knew that I was suffering, that there were demons inside that you know, I needed to get rid of, and, and I didn't know how. I wish I would have known that I could say something. I wish I would have known how, how so many people around me would have instantly come to my help, would have instantly shielded me from it, would have just, I had everything around me. I just didn't know. I was always taught you don't talk about those things, you just keep going. I think that moment where I looked into the mirror and I didn't see a life was really for me my bottom. You really don't know the depth of someone's despair if they can't truly be honest about it. I wasn't actually saying the full story, but I started kind of mentioning little things. It's weakness if you communicate it, or if you're vulnerable, or if you're emotional, and that's not weakness at all. I view that as actual strength. 
today being constantly attached to some kind of device adds to that sense of being um, disconnected from other people. Suicide rate for physicians is quite high. They're coming in with an altruistic desire to help people, to be compassionate, and the compassion fatigue sets in earlier. Every year it sets in earlier. It just was a snowball and it had no outlet. And I didn't know how to give it an outlet other than speaking on it, but speaking on it only made it more angry because there was no resolution. I later started yoga, and at first yoga was just a physical thing, but something inside me changed. And I started to release a lot of negative emotions. I had a few classes where I would cry, I didn't even know what I was crying about. The classes weren't even themed about trauma, they weren't even focused on that. I Again, there's just something that I packed into the back of my mind. More important today, more, more than ever, to really be part of community, to know that you're not alone, you know, um, that your story is my story and my story is your story. When we get in a group setting through yoga or Pilates or meditation, we're able to come together on a level that um, can be very helpful. If you're suffering, you don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to suffer in silence. Um, there is support. I had to be with people who love me until I could love myself again. Doing things uh, with people who care who are trying to create positive energy. Community is uh, about the human connection. It's not being in isolation, and it's also exercise. Exercise and prayer and meditation, those are key components of my life. Things still happen in my life, but today I realize that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. Just being able to calm down and being able to have that peace, you could think a little bit more clearly. To be able to utilize some of the tragedies that have happened early in life in a positive way is, of course, very gratifying. Uh, that led me to a long journey of uh, taking care of myself, of working with a life coach. It's important to immerse yourself in day-to-day -day activities that involve movement because movement creates blood flow and blood flow creates dopamine and endorphins. And I think those are the most important things in our life. And don't worry about the judgment, don't worry about the fallout. It's better that you're honest with what you're truly feeling so we can really help you or help each other than to let things get to a point where it's like we wish we knew, we wish we knew to the extent. In the end, my story and who I am is going to be a ripple or just like a drop for someone else's story because I know that other people are going through that too. And I would never want another girl or another boy or another human to experience that in silence. Kula for Karma has really created since the beginning an intention to uh, help communities that really have not had an outlet for their suffering. We are all over the country and we are working with uh, doctors and medical students which is like a brand new thing into the medical world. It really is honestly a great organization and Jerry, a wonderful, wonderful human being. So thank you. <laughs> Kula means community in the Sanskrit yoga world. When we go in and, and we work with these specific populations, we're creating Kulas. Jerry is uh, the most spirited and strong woman. Uh, leading this beautiful uh, uh, organization. Uh, she is the founder and director. 
of Pool of Karma. She basically has built this from the ground up. It started simply from wanting to make a change. This video hopefully will inspire everyone here in Miami to come out to Anatomy uh, Gym on uh, Saturday, March 28th from 10.30 to 12.30 to join us for meditation, sound healing, uh, yoga, and dance, and raise money for mental health trauma and addiction. And the money we raise from that event are going to go towards first responders. So please come out, you know, bring a loved one. We all know either we ourselves are suffering or struggling with mental health, or we know someone that's in our family that is struggling. So come out, be part of the magic. Let's shift the stigma around mental health trauma and addiction.